everybody. Welcome to episode 188 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. I'm joined by Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you, Sam. I'm a little bit ill today, but I'm otherwise okay, so I'm just powering through at the moment. Good stuff, good stuff. How has your week been? Uh, busy. My brother came down to visit for the weekend, which was very nice. I uh, hadn't seen him for a good while, so it was really cool to catch up with him properly. Um, otherwise, just been working, and I've actually played some other games other than Midnight Suns, so I have something interesting to talk about this week, which will be fun. <laughs> Proud of you, man. Proud of you. I know, right? Well, good on I? Okay, today to the CKB. Hello. Hello, how are you? Um, Yeah, I'm good. I think I've given myself alcohol poisoning. Like, oh. not just a hangover, but actual alcohol poisoning. So, um, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going through. I'm going on with it. We're just keeping on, keeping on. If you follow, Keep uh, having Cat horrific on... heartburn. Oh, yeah. Don't know how to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. If you follow Cat on Twitter, um, you see she was... um. Very open about her alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I I agree with Josh. I think it's turning thirty. No, no, I do. I've I've always been known for my horrific hangovers, and and eventually it ha- this has to stop, bro. I don't drink mm. that often anyway, but when I do, it it doesn't. It's not kind to me the next day, and everyone else is fucking fresh as a daisy, and I'm yeah. like taking one for the whole world apparently. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and I think the official term, if you're not an alcoholic but you choose to be sober, it's called sober curious. I think I've been reading a lot about it and people wow. try it out for all sorts of different reasons. Um so now I'm sober curious, like it's a fucking sexuality. Um <laughs> but uh no, I'm looking forward to it. There's gonna be loads of health benefits to it. I'm sure it'll be challenging along the way. Um I've got a couple oh, yeah. of weddings coming I mean... up. I only drink really with my friends, so mm-hmm. that maybe what does that mean? What buy sober? Maybe who knows? Mm. Demi sober? I don't know. Wow. Like you dabble? Who knows? I I don't know, but yeah, I can't I can't do it anymore. So um, if you have a good mocktail recipe, hit me up because all the ones that I'm seeing are like mixing Powerade with Red Bull, and I was like, why would I want to do that to myself? Like, mm. why would I want to give myself a heart attack? Yeah, it sounds worse uh, than um, giving up alcohol, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah, if you have any nice mocktail recipes, um, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Um, or any good remedies for heartburn, because, yeah, after I've turned 30 in May, I've just gone downhill. <laughs> oh. oh, wait till you're 36 and you can't walk anymore. Yeah, those are the good times. Can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Those are the good times. Uh, George Thompson. Hello, I'm trying a new voice for today. Hello, ah, that's definitely Josh. So there's no confusion. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. How can you keep us up for an hour and a half? Most definitely, no, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's already up. Game's already up. It's done. Ah, sorry. We tried. I'm we sorry. tried. I've <laughs> got to keep an eye on the uh, the Zoom boxes that lights up. I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll pay more attention to. I mean, you can you can really have a look at my ugly mug if you really want to, but it's you know. This this ghostly apparition. That appears in front of me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's refresh reference to my profile picture being like a a Jedi uh, intercom message or something like that. You know, when it's blue and holographic. That's me. Help, help me, Joshy Thompson. You're my only hope. <laughs> oh well, I can help Cat being sober. It's easy, easy when you're easier after a while. It feels like you don't have to do it anyway. Mm. 
the social obligation to partake, to imbibe, uh, wanes after a few months. Well, my uh, that's what I think I... I'm going to struggle with the most. Yeah, my friends and I are having a proper like we're having a sort of get together tomorrow night, um, but it is strictly like soft drinks because we got work in the morning because we're all grown ups. Yeah, and so it's, it's we're going to well, the Bridge. I think that's like... part of it. That's part of it. Is like when you're in your like when you turn eighteen and then you're early twenties. Like you're at uni, you might have a part-time job, but like it's normally a pretty dos job that you can just be hungover for. But like for me, after 21, I, the hangovers just tripled in the like how bad they are. And mm. working is a living, <laughs> and you just I don't know. It's a weird thing to like think. Oh, just grow up. But yeah, you kind of just have to grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. So we're going to um. Yeah, we're going to a place called the Obridge in Taunton, and they do unlimited soft drinks for three pounds seventy-five. Oh. So uh, we're gonna have a crazy night. <laughs> they might, they might have to stop you. They might like, yeah, this is meant for like kids and uh, you know people <laughs> that are not drinking. You guys, you're taking the piss. You've had like six Dr Peppers in like the thirty minutes. Like, chill out. Well, me and my good mate uh, Ian, um, Cat One O Ian, he's the most beautiful man that's ever lived, and um, he, me- but he really is though. What he is that really about? Is. <laughs> like, guy lives in Taunton. Like, guy is not supermodel, but he like mm. fucking looks like one. Yeah, it's, it, he it is so pretty. Like, and I'm being like, pretty's like, like, like the soft word for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, our record Sexy. of the Obridge of um, of sitting in the Obridge with just unlimited soft drinks is six and a half hours. So, Fair. I I don't think they care all that much, thankfully. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're gonna plan that tomorrow night. It's gonna be great. And finally, your dog himself, Jonathan Brown. Hello again. Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, my voice is uh, not great tonight. I've been streaming really heavily the last few days for yeah. seven, eight hours a day. So my voice is kind of gone at the moment. Well, but, at least, you know, at least, at least you're just doing a podcast. That's the important thing. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, it's good to be here again. I very much enjoy these. Um, oh, thanks, man. It's been quite a busy week for me. I've uh, been playing a lot of games, uh, been streaming mostly. I've also not really been drinking any alcohol. I very rarely drink nowadays as well. So, look at uh, that, say, or sober podcast we are. <laughs> Too sensible we all are. Yeah, now right. <laughs> but oh, the hangovers just aren't worth it. Plus, my girlfriend can't drink because we're meds, so I don't drink either if she can't. That's so. fair. That's very nice of you, man. Well done. I tried that once with an ex, and it did didn't work. I was like, I was in a pub, and she was like, "I'm going to get an orange." She was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to get a IPA." Uh, oh yeah, I said I wouldn't, but I did. So well done for being stronger than me. I'm very, very proud of you. Uh, I've been with Ro now for almost ten years, so oh, awesome. Been, been been quite a while now. Are you having a ten year anniversary sober get together? Probably, yeah. Uh, we we might end up having like half a pint or something, uh, but not. We're not going to boil the barrel out or anything. It's not going to be anything too crazy. Sweet. We, well, we'd rather spend the money going out somewhere and having like a nice meal or, or something. Okay. Well, Team Finger Guns will crash it with our J two O's and our <laughs> fantasy. Hey, if you want to come up and crash it, I I be perfectly happy with that. And so so would she. Any uh, any company would be very much appreciated. Sounds awesome, right? Get it in the diaries, folks. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, 
Okay, I was just curious. You think this um this intense alcoholism is something to do with like the 420 weddings you went to last year? No, <laughs> uh, no, but partly, partly contributing potentially, partly. Like I'm yeah. a bit pickled. I'm not gonna lie. Did um, you feel like you drank more last year than you possibly have done in years previous? No, I, I went to university. I went to university with a bunch of actors, so we would have drinking rehearsals where we would see how many lines we could remember drunk. <laughs> just for that, we'd call it the drink crew. Um, hmm. So yeah, we used to call ourselves the um, the drinkers with an acting problem. That was like our phrase for each other, and we meet each other up every year for like ten days every February without fail. That's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, of the whole year. Like out of birthday, out of Christmas, this particular week in February, people are going to look at me like I've been possessed. They're going to be like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Who are do? you? What have you done with Kat? I might just not tell anyone and see if people notice. Because I think if you if you announce it like it's some sort of, I don't know, like it's like yeah. COVID, then people are going <laughs> to. But I think if. People will make it oh, a mission, yeah. won't they? To like, yeah, to just like put it on you to be, to be the one yeah. to break you. Yeah, mm. and not many people. I don't have many Twitter like Twitter followers, and I don't have many of my friends on Twitter like who are from uni. So a couple of people will see it, but I don't think I don't think a lot of people will. I think a lot of people are going to be very fucking surprised when I rock up with my uh, berry lemonade, yeah, <laughs> and my car. Jesus will be fuming. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus will thinking... be f- Jesus will be fuming. He will be. Yeah. I was thinking back to the first night that I ever met you in the Brooklyn Warbeck, um, and yeah. I think I think you had two jugs of something in your hands. Probably, probably yeah. they were just my chits, Ross. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I wasn't going there. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, sorry, Miles. Let's move on. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, then, let's swiftly move on to Game of the Week. Miles, what is your non-embargoed Game of the Week? <laughs> Thank you, Roscoe. Uh, mine is a little game called Definitely Not... Well, it's called Definitely Not Fried Chicken. So it's uh, like uh, a kind yes. of business simulation-y type game where it's basically you get to be the uh, video game equivalent of Los Polos Hermanos and Gus Fring, where you build a drugs empire, but shielded by having... Um, chicken shops and donut shops and laundrettes and whatever um and it's it's a cool concept in theory like i really like the idea of it and its presentation is quite like it's got like this really clean kind of retro like it's stick people but animating really fluidly it's really nice um it's it's a good idea and it's out in early access but it's got a lot of problems that still need to be ironed out so like the progression at the very start is so slow like hours of waiting around for some for you to have enough money to build up like businesses you can then actually start like enjoying the time with it so it's a bit of a slog at the beginning there's loads of content coming from the early access period that's still due to come out so there's loads that's going to be added to this which will make it a really good long-term game to kind of sink your teeth into and there's just something kind of illegally fun about knowing that you're making drugs and cannabis and meth and everything and selling it out of a laundrette. I don't know what it is. It's like that kind of primal enjoyment out of it. 
Um, so yeah, I'd recommend checking it out. It does have problems. I'm going to do a full write-up review for it soon. Um, but I would say it's worth looking into if you like kind of simulation businessy type games, but with a bit of like a fun twist to it. You can sometimes get drive-by shot by guys in chicken suits. It's that kind of vibe to it. That sounds like totally more jam, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And it happens like at the very start of your campaign as well. You'll do a couple of like objectives and this dude's like, fuck you making drugs here. And he just sends around like a group of chicken guys and they just bust your shit up. What um system are you playing on? Uh, it's on Steam. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to go check it out next week. Yeah, it's worth having yeah. a little look. Like I said, it's a slow burn, but it's it's good fun when it works. Once I've been paid after the 28 week month that is January. Oh my god, it just goes on forever and ever. It's amazing anybody gets through this month with any money left whatsoever. It's truly astonishing. Yeah, definitely not fried chicken does sound awesome. So yeah, I will check it out for sure. Um, Kat, your game of the week. Um, I am also behind a wall of embargoes and the games I'm not behind a wall of embargoes of haven't been able to play because my embargoes are up and coming. <laughs> you've got some so, good shit you've got some good shit right I've now got some, oh, some good shit right now Ross yeah. I got some good, got some good shit. shit right now yeah I got some good shit right now so I thought what I would do is um, I obviously played loads of games over Christmas and I didn't really I, my game of Christmas was Red Dead Redemption but I thought I would talk about another game which I really really loved and kind of had my heart if it wasn't for Red Dead and I is thought I'd talk about that for a little bit no no it's not Forspoken I'm afraid okay. um uh, but uh, but it might be for someone one day. <laughs> um, but no, I want to talk about um Rainbow Billy and the Cast of the Leviathan. Um, Sean actually reviewed this like I want to say like last not last year, but the year before. It, it like maybe like eighteen months ago, and he really liked it, and and I had my eye on it, and it was four pound or five pound in the PlayStation Store over Christmas, and I was like, sick, gonna buy it. Great. And essentially, it's like this adventure, 2D-inspired, like, cartoony-like, whimsical world where um, you play as a little guy called Rainbow Billy and this kind of dragon um, in this universe essentially, like, takes all of the colour from the universe and all your friends, so they all become really sad. Um, and it's your job to kind of, like, help them and make them not sad again. And you're probably thinking, what the fuck? It's actually really good, though. <laughs> so, like, you have, like, a couple of worlds that you have to, like, collect things, and you have to, like, it's, like, kind of some adventure platform stuff and some puzzles and things like that. But, like, how you make your friends happy again is you have to kind of, like, fight them. But you don't fight them. You basically, I think it's called a confrontation, where basically, like, you have to say the right thing and your, if you, like, your health is your morale. Um, And they'll, like, um, and there's, like, a whole series of mini games that you have to play to kind of get their morale up. Um, And... Yeah, it's just so fun, and like you have, to, you can use your other friends to help you, and it's kind of a bit like card decking, but it's not card decking. It's like tokens instead, um, and you get a certain amount of moves. So like, if uh, there's like symbols on the tokens, so like one particular friend might have a star, a diamond, and a triangle, and you need to match that up 
with um like the friend that you're trying to save so you're going to play him but you can only play one of the symbols so it's like that and then they get to hit you and kind of yeah it's really like the confrontation stuff's really hard to explain um but it is it's really really fun and there's loads of mini games and there's loads of different worlds and there's loads of like things to find and yeah i mean i, I ran into a bit of trouble in the end where i got quite buggy um and it kept saying that like I'd collected way more than I had or like way less than I had, um, which meant I couldn't completely platinum it, which made me really sad because it actually isn't the worst platform in the, like platinum in the world. It's just like there's no map to tell you like where the things that you're finding are. So it just is like going back through it to find Toothcomb, which is really hard. <laughs> and you have to collect all the bad thoughts and turn them into good thoughts. Um, and that's why I didn't have any bad thoughts. But it's it's a really really sweet game and it's free on game pass and it's a fiver on playstation um i would really recommend it if you can stick through the stuff at the end but uh yeah i really liked it and uh it's just a bit of fun it was just something completely different that um i really enjoyed over christmas lovely stuff what's the full title of it again it's called rainbow billy and the curse of the leviathan rainbow billy right good Rainbow Billy. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. No uh, worries. No Josh, what on earth is your game of the week? Oh, I wonder. Uh, <laughs> I was very excited to talk about this one uh, last week, even though I couldn't. But I was, it was all I was playing and all I was thinking about. Um, it's called A Space for the Unbound. A um, Space for the Unbound. Come <laughs> uh, to your town. <laughs> Oh, I hope it, I hope the game doesn't come to my town in the form of uh, <laughs> what happens in the story. But um, yeah, so it's a 2D pixel art uh, adventure game, side-scrolling. Um, you kind of play as a guy called Raya. No, you can play as Atma. Um, they're about to finish high school and move on to the big bad world, um, but they don't really want to. So you and your girlfriend uh, devise a bucket list to do before you grow up. Um, and then it kind of plays out like a slice of life game where you're kind of just going around town, you're talking to all the to the locals um, and petting all the cats and giving all the cats names and stuff like that, like all the good stuff that you can do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's a possible uh, end to the world happening right in front of your eyes. Um, and you kind of just have to stop it. Uh, however you can and i won't explain how and i won't explain what you do um but there's a core mechanic in it throughout the game that you find out very early on uh where you use a magic red book to uh soul i think it's soul dive into people's is it that it's dive something so you basically go into people's heart souls to influence them for a better outcome on things that they're scared about or things that they're worried about and stuff like that. Uh, and you just change it for the better. Uh, and there's kind of like consequences to that that are, can either be good or bad. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh, it's a really lovely game. Um, I had so much fun with it. It's got so much heart. Um, it tackles a lot of themes of like anxiety and depression and bullying in a really sensitive manner. Um, and yeah it's just it's a lovely game um i really enjoyed the music it's very chilled it felt like playing a ghibli movie like uh 
my neighbor Totoro or something like that where it's kind of like not much happens but like you're enjoying the journey you're enjoying what's happening um and you just it's set in Indonesia in the 90s um which was a really like a uh, unique place for me like it's not something that I'm super aware of um and I've not played any games that are kind of got a similar setting and yeah I just really enjoyed it I think it shows you enough of the culture for you to be interested in it without it kind of being too in your face and or too like jarring because you you have no clue it kind of uh it it welcomes you in and oh uh, yeah it's just so enjoyable um it's not too long of a game it's not too expensive either um and I've called it early in the review because I wrote a, a write up for this. I've called it as being like one of the bright, one of the best indie games of 2023 already. Um, and I'll we'll <laughs> we'll come back to December to see what how that works. But I think it's it's probably going to be at least top ten for me games in general for this year, um, if not top five, depending on other games that come out. Blimey. Blimey. Well, yeah, I am looking forward to this. Um, it's something that I wasn't sort of hoped for, but you're talking like such positive things about it. And I know that it's been shared well on Twitter. People are really excited for this. So, yeah, but it's, it's definitely got something behind it. I think it's going to do well this year. Yeah, there was a vibe pre-release where I saw like a lot of people excited for it. And um, that's what that's what interested me. And then obviously we kind of got the opportunity to review it, thankfully. Um, and I just leapt on it because I was like, I think this is going to be something special for people. Um, and after the reviews out, I think I was right. I think my assumption was correct. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Nailed it, I think. Um, and finally, Yogdog, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is Steel Division 2. It's a World War Two RTS. I've been playing a ridiculous amount of it for the last week or so and generally just been really enjoying it Cracking. i'm i'm still really <laughs> bad at it though even with all those hours so you know some some games that you just never get very good at that's one of them for me sure sure yeah i'm very much with you on that um i've never been very good at Divi- uh, the division two yeah um weirdly i know it sounds very similar to division two but it reminded me i was like oh yeah I I've beaten the division two, but I suck at it. I suck at it so bad. And I've only played the first one. I've never played the second. Really, nearly carried through those last few levels by Sean, <laughs> but we got there. <laughs> we got there. Cool, nice one. Still division two. Go check it out. A nice mixture of stuff this week for everyone. That's really cool. Um, I haven't honestly played anything this week. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with everyone. Uh, but I've been working a crazy week, so. In the downtime that I have had, I've watched uh, a few things. Obviously, caught up with The Last of Us, which we'll talk about um, on this week. Don't look episode two of The Look for the Light is coming on Friday this week, so um, be on the lookout for that. I know it's a bit late in the week, but it's literally the only time we can do, so it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, I've yeah in, in my downtime, I've played Fortnite here and there, and that's about it. So yeah, my game of the week is Fortnite because that's all I've played. And uh, yeah, getting a bit annoyed by these uh, week-only missions. It's bugging me. I don't know why they've taken. I don't know why they, they've done that. But there we are. Honestly, it struck me in the foot so many times. Not doing all of them within that week. Mm. Oh, same. 
I have to binge it now and just do them all in the same like four games. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I forget, and then I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I assume it's a way to get people up the butter pass a little quicker, but I don't know. There's not much of the butter pass this time around that's that I'm really wanting. So, to be fair to Cat more specifically, but and Miles as well, they're both quite high up on like the levels in comparison. In comparison Mm. to me, I'm not saying that I'm like the be all end all of levels of Fortnite, but (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I I've played similar amounts. Maybe I've definitely definitely played less. Yeah, like I rarely level. play without you, Josh. But yeah. I think there's been a couple of times where I've played on my own just to like binge the weeklies. Yeah, but I think, yeah. and also that those oathbound quests are like twenty k a pop, and all you have to do is go to a location and touch something, and you're like, oh, that was like yeah. a sick twenty twenty k. Yeah, I think what I was trying to say was like we've not spent that much time with it, and we're already quite high up. Um, so maybe there's just something with the leveling that they've changed where the challenges aren't as necessary to get as high as you can. Um, Cause Ross, you're quite high up, aren't you? So you're kind of reaching that uh, the battle pass where it's the, the special variants, right? Um, yeah. I'm on the rewards now. Yeah. 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 yeah and and there's still quite a bit to go, isn't there? Yeah. I've still got, I've still got loads to unlock, um, but they haven't actually unlocked yet. So mm. I've, I've, I've got as far as I can right now. Um. Mm. Which is bad. I know I keep saying, but when I first got the pass, I buy the I buy the level up, the level twenty five level up, and I'm like, I don't have time to get to one hundred, and I'm on one hundred and fifty right now or something. Um, <laughs> so it's like, of course I have time to do this. Um, I just get scared that I don't have time, and it doesn't end till March as well. So I know <laughs> still got two months. Yeah, that's what. So that's what I mean. Like we we, I feel like we're getting higher levels for not as much gameplay, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps. Um, I, I like the story though at the moment. It's quite interesting. It's something very different um, for Fortnite anyway. It's not really. It's like the end of reality will happen, etc., etc. All the usual stuff. But um, I'm kind of enjoying it. The characters are quite cool. So um, there you go. More Fortnite talk for you. It's always good. Um, right then. Um, it is time for the quiz. But it's not really time for the quiz. The quiz is finally back this year. But we're doing something very different tonight. And I'm very excited for this. Um, I guess it's over to Cap to explain all. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I can't take complete credit for this because this was actually Greg's idea, like, last year. Um, and it just took a little while to get my ass in gear. Sad news. Uh, we're doing, we are doing something completely new this year, twofold. So this is a new type of quiz. It's a one-off because I think that the type of quiz that it is um, has scared people a little bit. Um, even Greg himself doesn't want to do one. Um, so I mean, think about what you will. Destroyed um, by his own but, idea. So this is like, uh, yeah, this is just like a one-off special. But this is my last quiz for a while, um, and I'm passing the baton out over. So if you can find like a sad audience sound, let me go. Ah, ah, ah. Chaotic cat, cat, Oh God! Oh why? My God! Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is my last quiz for a while. I love the quiz. I've actually loved hosting the quiz. I think it's been my favorite bit. I remember doing the quiz when I, um, like, well, when I was part of the quiz, and I used to feel really nervous about being part of the quiz because when you're a female in a very male-dominated 
sexist industry, I could get zero wrong and I would eat my or I'd get I'd get sorry, I'd get like two points on the board. Maybe Ross would get three and then Miles would get four and then Greg would get eight hundred. And somehow <laughs> I'd convince myself that I'm a piece of shit who knows nothing. Um and it was making me feel very anxious. So then I when Sean kind of stepped away for a little bit, I offered to post the quiz uh because that was really helpful for me to not feel like a useless piece of shit even though no one has told me that i'm a useless piece of shit it's just one of those goal things you know girl, just goal gamer things um, uh, yes and you but, are uh... definitely surrounded by a lot of alpha males on this podcast aren't you <laughs> and um which i'm not i love you all and you guys are fabulous i love being i'm scary so scary um no i just always felt like i had something to prove even though i knew i didn't um and i know i don't because i know the games that i've played and it isn't a competition it's not a dick swinging competition of how much you know um you know you just enjoy what you enjoy and if you enjoy films it's not like name every th- film ever <laughs> so i don't know why i did that to myself anywho i have run out of things to ask there is only so many times that i can i know that sean really struggled with this near, nearing the end as well is that for him it was getting harder and harder to make the quiz because there's only so many things that you can do i went through themes i went through people's like backlogs i went through people's game discographies like i i've you name it i've done it i actually like started to go on like the internet you know that thing the internet and like pick from other people's quizzes and just be like oh yeah there's a, they've done a question on that that's really interesting oh still that question from that quiz and that question from that quiz and that question from that i've done it all mate i've done it all um so yeah so that's my thing miles has very very kindly opted to uh take over the quiz um for the foreseeable future i might be back i don't know um yeah finger guns complete and quiz mate um but miles has very much um agreed to hand for me to hand the baton over to him um which he starts from next week so we all have to be very 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 welcoming to miles next week i can't um, promise it will be of anywhere near the quality <laughs> Oh no, there was no quality. That's why people used to call it Cats Chaos at Quiz. Because I was uh I was not as um uh put together as Sean. <laughs> um uh yeah, um but if obviously if you're shit, I'll take it off you because it is my baby now. No we're kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You'll be amazing. Um so yeah, this is my last quiz for for a while. I'll be back eventually, probably. As I've fallen out of love with it a bit. And I think when you fall out of love with it, you gotta come back to the fold. I wanna be part of the part of the gang now um and yeah i have no doubt that you'll do amazing um but for now we're going to do greg's idea which is a mastermind quiz and miles has been very 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 brave and he has opted to um to take part in this um so he chose the metal gear solid series and actually to be fair to the lads this quiz wrote itself. I'd put to the lads today. Um, I don't know anything about my Agile Solid. I've, I've probably played it really long time ago, very briefly, probably for about half an hour at a friend's house. I don't know anything. Anything that I know about it will simply be drafted from the internet. And Miles wanted like an intermediate quiz. He didn't want to just, you know, how many are there? What's, what's the third game called? Etc. Because um, it's his favourite series. And actually, every single question is from a member of the team um toby toby came in hard he i think he's got four questions out of the the 10 that you have here miles so uh I'm they excited, were all really I'm eager scared in equal measure 
<laughs> they were all um they were all really psyched to uh get their question across we've had entries from greg toby sean and tom um and yeah the quiz is written itself i didn't need to look up one question so thanks guys uh wow. you, i didn't need, uh, yeah yeah amazing great didn't do didn't do piece work so uh yeah no i was really surprised in that i didn't think anyone would write in i thought i'd have maybe like one or two questions and they just kept coming and just kept coming so miles I hope that maybe Ross can edit in like like a countdown thing. No, not countdown. The um, who wants to be a millionaire? Ah, on a mastermind quiz. Fuck yeah! We do what we want here. I don't want countdown. I want a who wants to be a millionaire on a mastermind quiz. Yes. The mastermind have a jingle. Can we? Yeah, they must do. They all go. They all have to, really, don't they? Oh, right. Why not deal or no deal? Who knows? Why not? Let's go for it. <laughs> the banker says. Um, okay, so Miles, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so question one. Question one is provided by Toby. Miles, what is the name of Snake's little drone robot <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid Four? Uh, is Mark shit? Is it Mark two or Mark four? I'm gonna say Mark, no. Mark two. Yeah, yeah. Well done on getting your first question right. That's, that Smash was a nice it, one. Mate. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> my um, for some reason my computer's not allowing me to like write on the score, so I'm just gonna have to get a quick score thing. Hold on. Um. Oh no, my pen doesn't work. Sick one. Uh, <laughs> see, cat to go at quiz is still uh, still just uh, <laughs> This is the energy I won't be able to recreate. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> um, question two. What was Meryl Silverpeck's codec frequency and how could the player find it? This is another one from Toby. Oh, that is such a good... So you could find it on the back of the PlayStation box uh, of the game Ooh, itself. Oh, very nice. Okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you half a point for that one. And I want to say it's 141.80. But I'm not sure. So close. Do you want to have another guess? No, I no. No. <laughs> okay. So it's one forty point one five. Uh yeah, okay, yeah. But you had it looking back at the fierce one case. So you've got one and a half points so far. Well done, dude. Fair enough. Thank All you. All right. Another one from Toby. What was Snake's alias in Metal Gear Solid 2? Pliskin. Yes, well done. And uh, for another point from Toby, what series is it from? Oh, um, it is from the Escape from New York or Escape from LA movies. Oh, there you go. Nice. Those are good questions. Smashing it, dude. Smashing it. Okay. I think this is one of the last ones from Toby. So thanks, Toby, for your contributions there. Um, what is the name of the oil tanker at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid 2? Oh, the big shell. Well, it's not called no, the big no, shell. No, I'm thinking of the plant. The oil tanker. Fuck, what's the oil tanker called? Oh, shit. I actually don't know this one. No. Pattern? I, I know it's like, it's a super tanker that the Marines have taken over in order to hide the Metal Gear. And I can't remember what mm -hmm. it's called. No, mm -hmm. it's gone. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, it was called the Discovery. Oh, fair enough. Uh, question six. 
Uh, what was the first Metaverse Solid game to be released using the Fox Engine? And that's from Sean. Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. You're totally right. It was sick. <laughs> sick, nice this one. Okay, first game I played on my PS4. <laughs> uh, question seven. This is also from Sean. To access the hidden message from Hideo Kojima during the Psycho Mantis battle in MGS, save data from which two games had to be found in your PlayStation 1 memory card? Oh, oh, there's two Zelda ones, I think, and there's a Super Mario's one. Uh, fuck. Um, I think it was, oh no, I can't remember what it was. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, no, I actually don't know. I, he's got me here. Yeah. He's got you. Uh, so the games in question were Snitcher and Police Noughts. Oh, I was going to say Police Noughts. Oh, no, I was going to say Psychonauts, which is definitely not the right one. Okie dokie. Now you've like made me nervous with Psychonauts in a way, but it would have been. No, no, no. It, it was Police that. Noughts. I always get them wrong and mixed up. Well, thank you, Sean, for your contribution. Okay. Um, question eight. Um, this is from Greg. Which pseudonym did Solid Snake's voice actor use in the MGS manual? Oh, shit. That is specific. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know that at all. I don't think I've ever known that. Okay. He actually didn't tell me at first. I was like, can I have the answer, please? <laughs> this is not my quiz. <laughs> um, so the um, voice actor's pseudonym is Sean Barker. Oh, okay. Um, and um, Greg wants a bonus point if you can guess the film series. Um, I'm guessing it's not the same film series as before. Um, no, it is not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Mad Max? <laughs> no, it was the Guyver movie. Uh, I've never watched it, so. Okay, this one's from Tom. Um, what are the three ways you can defeat the end in MGS3? Snake that Eater? is such a fucking good question. So you can kill him before you even do the boss battle with a sniper rifle, and then his wheelchair explodes and hits you somehow. Mm -hmm. um, you can obviously take him down in sniper versus sniper combat, as in like just regular fight him. Or mm -hmm. you can pause the game, save, quit, ch change your clock forward by like a week, and then when you reload it, he'll die of old age. Um, Amazing. Well done. That was it. The three ones. There was a fourth one as well. I can't remember what it was, but there's another little cheeky way you can get rid of him too. Well, well done, because you've got a point for that. And your last question, and this is what I said earlier, I said it's really interesting what questions have come through, because some of them match up. From Toby... How long do you have to wait for him to die of old age? <laughs> I think, I think it was a week. I always Final put it answer. forward. I always put it forward a week, and it worked. So I just assumed that was, but I don't know specifically how long. So yeah, I'll say a week. Okay. Well, the answer was eight days. Oh, for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> well out of all 10 questions you're on two three four five and a half right that's okay it's okay and if i'd have given you a point for each one of tom's you'd have gotten like seven and a half so yeah, well, eight and a half. i think you did smashing there because you asked for an intermediate quiz i don't think these guys disappointed um i think you did really really well well done dude
yeah fair play some of the questions were excellent as well so uh, yeah i'll take that yeah <laughs> big round of applause to you dude that was great thank you well done miles thank you mate i can't believe how bad you were at that oh my god what a loser i know right i fucking suck <laughs> mm. oh yeah i forgot ross's question sorry so ross asks uh uh which game is never gonna get a remake Oh, fuck you. <laughs> None of them. Piss off. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Oh, it's going to happen. This year's the year. I know every year's been the year, but this year's the year. All oh, Josh did a little counter for me. Thanks, dude. Oh, I, just that. I was going to ask you a question about the Metal Gear Solid 5. The only thing I know about Metal Gear Solid is I was going to ask you the name of the song on the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer. Um, Which one? There's a few. Like the 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 one on the ship, as in like the actual main theme of the game. Yeah, uh, is it sins of the father? I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sins of the father. I can't remember who the lady who sings it. It's an excellent song though, and it plays it like a really awkward. Somehow Kojima was trying to do that thing where he tried to make like a scene really cool, but it just made it really awkward because you're just staring at a guy who's a skull face. And this song just plays for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, that's all I had, really. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, apart from, what was the name of the voice actor who played Solid Snake? <laughs> David Hayter. And then it wasn't, because then it was Kiefer Sutherland. That's what I was saying, it was Kiefer yeah. Sutherland for a while, wasn't it? No, he, well, technically he didn't play Solid Snake, he played Big Boss, but he sort of counts. Actually, he played huh. Venom Snake. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even the real Big Boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fake. There oh, was um spoilers. yeah. Greg explained that to me whilst we were on the way to Windsor to visit Nintendo HQ. Oh yeah, and, it's, uh, it's a wild twist, isn't it? I was like, what? Really? I thought you played. Because like the whole the whole internet went absolutely insane when Sutherland took over. Yeah, and of course he was actually playing the same character. Yep. But I didn't know that until Greg told me a couple of years ago. I was like, well, what the fuck is everyone whinging about then? Oh, my God. Only Kojima would hire someone of the caliber of Kiefer Sutherland to give them A, like eight voice lines in the entire game of like a hundred hour game, and B, to play a fucking medic who's not actually Big Boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, right then, let's get into some news. And I guess the biggest news of the week is uh for Spoken has uh well the reviews are out and hmm. It's not looking particularly great for uh, Forspoken. Um, as I write this, it currently stands at about 68 on Metacritic. Is anyone interested to, to know who got closest in our little predictions thus far? Already looked. It's Yog. Well done, Yog. Yog Dog. 67. <laughs> bang on. Well done, man. Oh, wait, okay. wait what? I got one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Bang on. First oh, points wow. on the board. All right. I'll take that. I mean, I'm going to get another couple because Final Fantasy 16, was it? He's definitely going to score a 16. So um, <laughs> I've, got, I've got more guaranteed points later this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got the first point out of a possible 39. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but uh, yes, great stuff. Um, so yeah, it's middling, uh, but the, the reviews are ranging from 9 out of 10 to 4 out of 10, which is kind of crazy. Uh, who saw this one coming? I guess I'll start with Yog Dog. You saw this one coming a mile away. Yeah, I see. The problem is here. I have to pretend I know what I'm talking about now. 
and that it wasn't just a wild guess that somehow paid off. Come on, uh, back up, back up your wild guess. <laughs> it just from so I had seen trailers and stuff for this one, and I'd seen people talking about it, and it just seemed like people were very middling about it. And generally, middling review is more in the 60s as opposed to like the 50s. So, uh, yeah, it just it didn't look it didn't look terrible, but it didn't look like it was going to crack a eight out of ten or anything either. So uh, that is literally my decision process. That that that's it. Very complicated, as you can see. Indeed, I like that. I like that way of thinking. <laughs> um, Josh, have you read any reviews? Have you sort of gauged any idea of why? This might be so polarizing. Um, I've not, I've not read uh, any specific reviews. I, I think um, being chronically online and seeing people's reactions on Twitter, you kind of see, you see the most eye-grabbing uh, words to be said about the game. Um, you know, there are some people that I have enjoyed it, despite the kind of uh, the dialogue. I guess is the biggest problem for a lot of people. Um, I even saw one tweet kind of saying like that if you if you've reviewed this and you've given it a bad score and you didn't even change the options on like the banter meter that you can have with your cuff, um, like you don't even deserve to be reviewing it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a lot of discourse going on about it. And um, someone not too long ago that I've just seen as well recently pointed to a Kotaku interview. Uh, or a Kotaku article when they did a hands-off preview of the game and uh, how the headline was kind of like their description of this black protagonist having a cringe-worthy, like cringe-inducing ways, the way they described their black protagonist. Um, and I won't read it. I won't read it all. Um, but like the first word is like the hip hoppy walk. Um, and that's kind of red flags. <laughs> I think oh, there, yeah, there's, there's just, you know, <clears throat> there's just a way to go about representation. I think firstly, it comes in the behind the scenes stuff, um, on like, you know, if you're going to have a black protagonist, have, have black people work on the character who can, you know, inject their history there their lives into the game to make it an authentic experience. Don't have people, you know, coming in that don't know anything about other people's cultures and try and represent it like you do. Um, but, you know, I've not read reviews. I've not played the game. I don't know how far, how much further that goes. Um, but when that's a article all the way back from 2021, it's a bit like, okay, so maybe this had kind of, false beginnings regardless of like what transpired through the promotional stuff and um now the reviews like maybe it was a problem that was right at the beginning um uh which is a shame uh because yeah whilst maybe the writers and the creators of of the character don't necessarily have a scooby um it's good that they tried in in a way because um being in this kind of industry there is there is a, a side of it where it is very toxic and having someone like Frey be 
protagonist in like um, a AAA title, a PS5 exclusive title. It's good to see. Um, so I'm hoping that the reviews of the game uh, don't diminish kind of people seeing that side of it where they're like, you know, what, I've, I want that because I, I can relate to that person. I want to play that game and I want to enjoy it. And I don't care if anyone else is going to shit on it because it's something that speaks to me. So I hope that's the main takeaway from the game. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Have you seen um, stuff about the introduction to this game? About how you know, is that that one clip that's going around? She's a girl that's like you know she's obviously from modern times. Gets whisked back to wherever it was, and she's essentially a a sort of a young black girl being called a monster by like a group of white people. Oh. And it's like <laughs> it's really weird, man. I was like the first twenty minutes. I was like, that's that's unsettling. Yeah, um, obviously I'm not. Not, good, I'm not the uh, not the right person to probably put a viewpoint on this, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I didn't see that. Like the main clip that was going around was kind of very early in the game where they were like, "Oh, I just I just used magic. What the frick? I just used magic. Shit, I can do magic." <laughs> and it's just like uh, no one talks like that <laughs> in any like sense of the word. Um, so I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I have no idea what they were going for. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's such a weird one. Um, Kat, is this is day one. Uh, no, no, same <laughs> really because uh, I, I like the look of it when we had that showcase all that time ago. No, a lot of people said it looked very empty. A lot of people said it looked very sparse and barren and it didn't look like it had much substance. Um, and these kind of difficult opinions or difficult review, like difficult, I guess, impressions of Forspoken have been around since that showcase. Um, and it's just kind of followed the game like a bad smell and that demo really amplified that. Um, I think that we all saw it coming as soon as you know those big those big um i guess heavy hitting reviewers didn't get codes like skill up or um a vgc vgc you didn't get a fucking code like who doesn't give vgc a code what? um yeah. yeah it's yeah um yeah and that i saw that a lot on twitter i saw a lot of people say I didn't get code either, and I didn't get code either, and I didn't get code either, and that gives you, I don't know, it just it gives you the it, doesn't it? It gives you the game it. It's like you release a demo to try and I guess dismay a couple of uh, things that were being said about the game, but that didn't that didn't go. That kind of I think it did did some of it. I think a lot of people said, oh yeah, actually it's not that bad. I do think, however, a lot of people said no, no, I was right. But I do think it did spur a little bit more of a of a um three sixty on some people's opinions, which is great because that's exactly what they wanted to do. But then you have that, and then you're like, well, this is just a really really middling game, isn't it? Is that this is Marmite the game? And I think when a developer knows it's Marmite the game. It's really tough because if you're not absolutely showing that you're in love with this game, we can smell it. 
as a reviewer, as a consumer, as audience, we can fucking smell it. <laughs> like, that you're not really hyped about your game. Um, and yeah so i think then it makes people cautious doesn't it and actually now today the embargo has been lifted and people were right to be cautious of course like like uh josh was saying there's a lot of people who, who have given this a really good score and said you know despite some hiccups here and there you know played over 50 hours and really liked it great i think good I'm, I'm glad i'm glad it's not a complete loss i'm glad this isn't another cyberpunk um yeah and it's it's because I think that's where it looked like it could have been heading, of like, oh, what have we got on our hands here? Is this uh, another CD project? Um, fuck up, uh, but it's actually from Square Enix this time. So I guess we'll see. It's definitely not a day one for me. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up in PS Plus next year oh. because of the reviews. Well, it'll be on PS Plus before the end of the year, I would imagine. You reckon it's going to be before the end of the year? Yeah, I reckon so. You don't reckon it's going to be premium? I think it's going to be on PS Plus, like monthly subscription PS Plus. No. I reckon there'll be a premium demo very shortly. You know, oh, you get when you get to do the couple of hours. Yeah. There'll be the two hours. Uh, and then I think Ross is right. I think by the end of the year, Christmas season, people are getting their consoles in. Mm-hmm. Put it in the PS yeah. Plus extra. Uh, Eurogamer's uh, video review basically calls it so far, the worst game of 2023. I'm like, okay, I mean, let's, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What's come out? <laughs> like, yeah, what has come out? I mean, <laughs> the thing. That, that, slow that title. your roll, Eurogamer. Yeah. I love Eurogamer, but that, that title is like, uh, just, just settle it down a, a little mean. bit. That's a bit I, mean. I, I know. She said in the last 12 months, I'd have been like, all right, fine. Mm. I said yeah. for a space runbound could be a 2023's hit. But I said, I, I prefaced it with a could, not a it definitively <laughs> is. I've yeah. looked into my crystal ball and I've said it's the best game. As, it's going to sell more than Spider-Man just... 2. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People are really going, they're, they're either like, hey, it's actually pretty good. Or people are going, it's awful. Oh, God. And so, I did yeah. see like a clip of the conversation and it was like real cringe. It was like mm. really like, ah. Oh. Like really? Oh, I mean, I, I said like, that you watched in the demo. that and I mean, edited that, and you were like, "Yeah, that, that looks good." Yeah, the di- <laughs> the dialogue is dreadful. And I haven't looked too much into it, but, but Josh was saying that like she has magic power nail polish. She does. Yeah, that's where I all her magic. Don't, I don't know why that fucking pisses me off so much, but it really does. All of her magic is sword in her nails. Stop! Stop it! <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the cup. I don't it's know why that... it pisses me off. It's in okay. that quippy cuff. The, the the magic is from the cuff. It's, it's all that that person's power. It's not even our own power, which is annoying. Um, it's the cuff's power, but the nails enhance the abilities. It's like a buff. Like oh, uh, certain nails do certain fire damage buffs and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Please tell me. Please tell me. Can we can we like fact check whether a like a bloke wrote that? Because <laughs> it makes me feel cringe. It mm. makes me cringe because so, I feel like now. no. Oh, go on. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's born. Maybe it's Maybelline. They do Maybelline. They do do that. Oh, thank God. I'm glad that works then. They do, but the, but, the, um, but the saying is from the hair. Yeah, it is. But yeah, Maybelline is a makeup brand, do you? Um, yeah. Almost got there. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, maybe it's Maybelline. It is 
it's mascara. Like, it is makeup. It's not hair. But yeah, no, so, yeah. I mean, they will do it's nail polish. They will. Maybelline. Maybelline yeah, does not sponsor this uh, episode of the Fifty Girls podcast. No, I but they can if they want. Episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah they can feel free to if you want to. Fucking love Maybelline. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, I'm just being a dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> peace out, town. I'm waiting for the Brazilian butt lift DLC so you can bounce like on your ass, yeah, like through the moon, on your ass to different yeah. fucking lands. Yeah, that would be awesome. Right. <laughs> oh, Oh dear, um, Miles. Um, what's your take on Forspoken's review scores? Are you uh, surprised? You're not surprised. You're not surprised. It's just giving you an impression. He's basically saying, "What do you think?" Uh, like the others, I am the least bit surprised. Uh, I think way back when this was first shown, I think there was quite a bit of interest, and I was kind of instantly out. There was something about like just the feel of the game that didn't really grab me at all and then when that first trailer came out where it was like the the world building trailer the, the writing I, the thing is i feel bad for the voice actress because she's really trying but i feel like the writing is really bad it's just really poor and i saw it in that first trailer and i was like i am already completely out of interest for what this game wants to be and i don't think it's going to be very good it gave me like the same thing that gotham knights did um, so I was out like straight away, even before we saw the gameplay. And then when that gameplay trailer was really showing like the relatively empty world, like it's very barren, it's very static. It just, oh, it just nothing about it was particularly appealing. And then there were early like previews and, you know, people's impressions just weren't good. I feel like there's become a real like space in the AAA industry of like, you think of Saints Row and Gotham Knights and now this and stuff where, even Callisto Protocol, I'd probably throw in there, where they're big, they're ambitious, they've got kind of ideas or they're following templates that should work, but they're just not... Either it's like an expertise or it's a writing thing or it's like a creative direction thing. And I don't think that these games are bad. I feel like anyone who's giving them like a four or a three out of ten is just being like contrarian just because they want to get like hate clicks or whatever. But also, I equally don't feel like any of them are really deserving of kind of nines or tens out of ten. So whenever I see those scores, I'm like dubious. Um, I feel like the six, seven scores indicate games that are decent to goodish, but they're for a particular kind of person who wants to try those games. Like Sean will love this game because it follows like the Ubisoft template. But if you are bored of Ubisoft games, you're not going to like this. But also, it's kind of indicative of where Square are at at the moment. Like, they've had a few flops and disappointing games, not even just by their standards, but just in general. And I feel like they need a real reset of their creative vision of IPs that aren't Final Fantasy. Because um, it's like another example of dropping the ball. And I think it's a shame. I think there's a lot about, from what I've seen of this game, to see that there could have been something really cool about this world and about like the fantasy elements of it. But like I watched a bit of gameplay of it earlier and it's like you go into this big castle or whatever and it's just this big white marbled floor and a bunch of people who are just stood in place doing nothing. Like there's no dynamism, there's no sense of organic like world existence. It's just like this painted over thing that's made to look like a fun place to be, but really isn't. But from what I've seen, the actual combat and the gameplay itself is good and the parkour looks fun. So I think fully deserving of praise i just think it's been buried under all the other stuff very much like those other games that i mentioned uh before 
But yeah, it's just another flop on Square's part. And to be honest, I'm quite glad I didn't have any hype for this because it's meant I haven't been bothered by its reception. But it's also an interesting place to be because I had no vested interest in whether it did well or not. Um, but when reviewers and outlets aren't getting the codes particularly early and they're leaving it till last minute before impressions can go up, it always gives me a nick. And this was fully deserving in this case. So yeah, it's it's a shame. I kind of wish it had done a little bit better, although it was a better game. But yeah, they left that up their game square because I think they are uh, messing around a bit too much at the moment. I think as well, like what you said about the open world, um, like I feel like the last time we saw something similar, well, it's not the last time. It's like the most noticeable time for me was probably like Final Fantasy 15, where it was very like barren wasteland, like kind of like Forspoken, where it's like open areas with not much else. Mm. Um because I say like most notable because I feel like uh, that Sonic game came out and that's very <laughs> that's very that similarly like I, but do you know what I mean when I'm saying Final Fantasy 15 that is a game from like the PS4 era like I can't remember how, how long ago that was out 2015 I think it was. yeah 2015 possibly yeah and that's a long time ago you know um, so if we've not moved on open world wise from then uh i think maybe it's a maybe it's a square thing that or you know that like because sonic's not square but um but yeah it's just like there's something about having a scale with not much depth in it and do you think had it been maybe a scaled back more linear and dense experience that it would have intrigued you a little bit more and I open that question to anyone else as well. I think it's a fair point, but I don't I don't know if Square really have the expertise to have made that kind of game either. I feel like the developers mm. are quite hemmed in because I feel like Square, especially in the last couple of years, have started chasing trends. Uh, like you look at some of the failed projects like uh, Babylon's Fall or you know the mobile game they had the Chocobo GP, like they're going after franchises to chase what other trends have already achieved. Sure. And I feel like for Spoken, the like, oh, Battle Royale. yeah, it was almost like we need to put something on Sony's for PlayStation's platform. What does Sony make? Well, they make kind of narrative driven, semi open world, like mm -hmm. fun combat games. And then they've sort of tried to do that. And Square have probably hemmed the developers in of being like, this is the template you have to follow. This is what it has to look like. And they've been like, we can't fucking make that game. You know, Sony have been making these games for like over 10 years. They know what they're doing. Um, and I think just aside from Final Fantasy at the moment, Square just haven't really hit the nail on the head with a lot of games. And I say this as someone who really enjoyed Diaphil Chronicle last year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know if it would have been better because I feel like the direction that the team were made to go in would have mm. been equally bad, just in different ways. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the combat was the best part from what I've seen and read of this game so far kind of suggests it wouldn't have mattered, I don't think, too much, because it still would have been like the same writing direction, the same kind of story, world building type stuff. Um, so I think that still would have struggled, personally. Yeah. And I think as well, like with Final Fantasy VII Remake, that was a linear experience to an extent. I think you could obviously go back to some areas, but it was there was a type of like level kind of structure in that, as opposed to the open world Final Fantasy 15. Um, 
I I'm not like an expert on Square, but do you think there's like they've got sort of divisions in their teams where they're kind of spreading them thin on the B sides and like taking the best talent for the mainstays? Because like obviously we've got Final Fantasy 16 coming out in uh, June, like and that looks like it's going to be like a heavy hit for the year. Mm. Um, it's just weird that there's like this like juxtaposition of quality between Forspoken and the potential quality for Final Fantasy 16 that just doesn't make sense for Square Enix. Yeah, I wonder also, like, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, obviously the story was written, so they didn't, like, they obviously did change things, they added stuff, like, they took it a different direction, whatever, but the fundamental part of what makes that game and story good was already there, like, they had the building blocks available. I think Square are struggling to create new IPs, maybe, like you said, because of the talent, um issues and also they've sold off a bunch of their talent as well you know they had crystal dynamics and idos uh was it idos i think um who you know made games like deus ex and the tomb raider franchise which was their narrative focused games so a lot of those you know talented people have all been shipped off to go make games that they want to make and you know part of the reason they all left is because square wasn't giving them the opportunities to make the stuff that they're good at making um so yeah, I wonder if it is a bit of a talent thing of like they're just pouring everything into Final Fantasy and all the other side projects aren't doing well. So Square are like, fuck it, we'll just cancel them or not put the same investment or time into them and then sit there wondering when they're not successful as well. All right then, good points well made, guys. Astute, I love it. Okay, let's have some other kind of sad news, depending on who you are. Um, Crystal Dynamics confirms the end of Marvel's Avengers later this year. Um, I'm really on. VGC, of course, Mr. Andy Robinson. Crystal Dynamics have announced it will add support for Marvel's Avengers later this year. In a blog published on Friday, the developer said it will publish its final update on March 31st, 2023, and end all official support September 30th, 2023. However, after September 30th, single and multiplayer gameplay will continue to be available, the developer said. Now, I mean, I don't know if this is surprising. I don't know if this is interesting, but this big Avengers project that Square Enix took on and Crystal Dynamics took on has fallen. Miles, did we see this coming? Yep. <laughs> this game was kind of <laughs> shit at the start. It it was oh, we, I just said to Josh about obviously like Square Enix have been chasing trends and trying really hard to get on the money train of live services. Um, whether it was like the Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, the choke of OGP, or this, um, Babylon's Fall. You know, they've been really wanting to get a live service and they just don't know how to get it. And Marvel's Avengers was that first real attempt at that. I was really cynical about that one going into it, so I never played it myself. But everything I heard about it was pretty negative. And I I think I'm actually slightly surprised it's lasted this long. I fully expected it to have crashed before now. Um, I can't say I'm personally displeased. I think it was one of those games that had a lot of potential for like a really good Marvel themed co-op action game uh, with kind of replayability and longevity. And I think they just put a studio on it who didn't have the right kind of knowledge and experience to make that. And it also isn't surprising because they've sold the studio who made it. So now they're not even under them anyway. Um, I think they've been sold as part of it. Crystal Dynamics, haven't they? Um, So it would be very surprising if they were going to continue to work and support a game which 
you know they're no longer technically even a part of the company that owns it um so yeah it just it feels like a long time coming i don't know what the player numbers are like but i can't imagine they're very good it's been riddled with bugs and problems dlcs were delayed i don't know if the spider-man dlc ever even made it into the game even though it was better come out like after the first few months it did um, it did oh it, oh, it did uh, make it did it it did and yeah you can call it up like six floors and then there's a, an invisible wall it's almost like the game wasn't designed with each character's abilities in mind. I cannot believe how bad it's like, because it's like they didn't realize that we had Insomniacs to compare it to. <laughs> you know? It's like, I remember walking, I was crawling up a wall and I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. He, he controls, uh, oh, oh, I can't go any further up this wall. <laughs> right. Okay. This oh. is bad. And I, I just remember, like, that's a nerf Hulk. They were like, how can we make Hulk powerful? And it was like, well, you can't if you're going to put him in, like, a live service, like, numbers-themed RPG combat thing. Um, so it just felt like they kind of designed the game around the systems of a live service rather than designing it around, you know, the strengths of the characters and, you know, the material that they had to work with. Um, so for me, it's not a big loss. I don't particularly begrudge it. And all I'm hoping is that over the last year, Square Enix have had some major hits. And I just really want them to say, do you know what? We're going down the wrong direction. The CEO's recent statement suggests otherwise. It looks like they're doubling down on NFTs and live service stuff. But oh, just, God. Honestly, really? he did it last year and everyone was like, wow, you sound like the head of Shinra. And then he oh. did it again this year and everyone's like, why are you not learning? None of your projects in this space are successful. Stop doing it. Um, but yeah, he's put out another statement which effectively said, you know, NFTs are new. People don't really get them yet. They're going to be a big part of the industry. And everyone's been like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, maybe all these kind of flops and failures and discontinuations will finally make them see some sense. But I think that's uh, optimistic thinking on our part. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does make me worry for Perfect Dark. Um, of course, Crystal Dynamics have now moved on to Perfect Dark with the initiative over at Xbox. And I'm not begrudging Crystal Dynamics because their three Tomb Raider games were very good. But this is an issue when they have an overhead, when they have like, this big boss that wants them to do something that they're not hugely comfortable with or want to do, like make an, an Avengers action game, a live service game. It's like, nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted a live service Avengers game. We just wanted a fun Avengers game, and sadly, that isn't what we got. But yeah, it makes me worry for my uh, Joanna Dark because uh, if she gets trampled on, motherfuckers gonna pay. I think they're already on like third director for that game, you know. Yeah, it's not going well. That's never <laughs> it's not going well. Yeah, yeah. I think the the initiative. I think half of them left as well. Um, yeah, something's gone horribly wrong at the initiative, but Quintus Dynamics sort of were kind of wheeled in to save the day, it would seem. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I doubt we'll see anything of Perfect Dark this year. Um, it, nope. it will disappear like contraband and everything else before it. So we'll see. But anyway, you know, this is the Avengers. Um, Cat, you're a big Quintus Dynamics fan. Well, scratch that. You're a you're a tomb you're a Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider fan. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I am. Um, I do love what Crystal Dynamics have done with, with Tomb Raider, and of course, uh, they have 
put out that in that statement that their focus will be now Perfect Dark and Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh, are, you, are, are you worried? Just... Um, are you a little worried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I am actually because I think I don't know. Like it's it's one of those things like like Josh was saying in regards to Perfect Dark. Everyone's hyped for that game. It's having problem after problem after problem. The teams aren't getting on. The directors are dropping out. Like it's just I don't know. And then like, and then you would you announce like what three months ago that you're gonna make another Tomb Raider and it's not gonna be, um, it's gonna be a follow on from the. Is it, it is. It's gonna be a follow on. Was it a standalone one again? I can never catch up with what they're doing. Um, but I'm pretty sure they said it's gonna be a follow on from the fourth. That's gonna be like the fourth, fourth instalment kind of thing, I but it's not gonna be completely. So. But then yeah. I keep getting that confused with the Haley Atwell series on Netflix. So I don't oh, know. I know, which was which. I know, and obviously there's no confirmation that Camilla Ludington's back. There's no confirmation that. Yeah, so I do think there's a problem when there's too many fingers in pies, and I hope that they kind of stick to their guns and really put I think maybe maybe they've realized maybe they've realized like hey hang on a minute like we've got this game that's been on development for about a year and a half now and it's really not going well um and then they've got this very 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 well loved franchise a franchise that is over 25 years old and that worries me that they've said well we're going to bring that back we're going to do another game in that because it makes me wonder is it is it a business decision and not a I'm in love with Tomb Raider decision does that make sense? Like, because they're not doing the best. Yeah. <laughs> they've not got, you know, the best press right now. So what, what else would you do if you have a 25-year IP under your belts? Yeah, but there's always that wonder of how much of it was Dynamics, how much of it was Square Enix. You know, Square Enix yeah. are obviously not in the right frame of mind at this present moment in time. Um, no. Spoken is going to trash Avengers. Is, they turned Avengers into um, just a, a live service junk of a game. And mm. you know, you gotta wonder how you know Chris Dynamics probably feel a bit more free now being able to work on stuff like yeah. Dark and Tomb Raider. As long as they don't I turn Tomb so. Raider into I a hope that's scheme. how it if they fucking do that, I fucking swear on if they make any sort of <laughs> shitey battle pass, oh what well, you can change out her fucking shorts or you can just change her boots or her hairstyle, I will personally write them. <laughs> and of course, I'll have no power in the world, but it won't be a very kind letter. Get to level 100, <laughs> change your cup size. I will enclose the picture of me on World Book Day, dressed as Lara Croft when I was nine years old. And people would be like, that's not a book. And I'd be like, mm, you haven't read the PlayStation manual. You haven't read the PlayStation guide. <laughs> that's a book. Yeah, and that was book. my excuse for dressing up as Tomb Raider. So like, I'll enclose that and I'll really put on the, the waterworks. And I'll be like, look what you fucking did. Turned into a battle pass and a live service game. Piece of shit. No, they won't do that. They wouldn't dare, I don't think. And like Woody Harrison, they'll just be crying into their bounds of money. <laughs> money. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm just completely surprised they kind of delivered on what they promised on for Avengers for the most part. Um I feel like it was a rocky state of even seeing any of the DLC, any of the... I mean, they cancelled the roadmap of the content post-launch, um, but they still released bits of it. You know, the Wakanda expansion and Spider-Man, um, who's probably still 
just on PlayStation after years. Uh, yeah, it will remain on PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, because of the Sony. Yeah. yeah. In perpetuity. Well, it's not much longer, Spidey. Yeah, they're but, offering um uh, everything that's on the marketplace right now from the end of March will be free until September. So basically, mm-hmm. the entire basically. thing that you spent money on, you can now get for free. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. But Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man is stuck on PlayStation, unfortunately. Not well, not fortunately, fortunately, because it's terrible. Don't bother, don't bother downloading it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I did anyone actually play the game? Do you play Avengers? I've not. No. I've heard that the story is pretty decent, and Kamala Khan's very cool to play as. Kamala Khan yeah. is very cool. Kamala Khan is the best part of the game. the only reason it's worth playing. <laughs> yeah. It's... I got about, I'd say, about five to six hours in um, before it lost me, and I enjoyed those moments. You know, the combat was a bit boring. It wasn't as fluid as I wanted it to be. Again, yeah, playing with the Hulk was completely OP. It was, it was ridiculous. You could quite easily complete the game just as the Hulk. Um, but once you've got all the Avengers together, it was pretty fun. Uh, until it wasn't. And it just it just kind of like lost me on the whole, you know, I, I, I wasn't like the right level to do a certain mission. It's like, I don't want that sort of shit. I just want to do the mission. And that's where it kind of fell apart. But it wasn't, you know, awful. It wasn't bad by any means. Um, the, the production value was huge. Um, you can tell they threw me a load of money into this thing. But it wasn't. The problem was it. The problem was was Insomniac, and Insomniac dropped Spider Man, and that was the only Marvel game that we needed for at least a year and a half. And Avengers just couldn't compete. I don't think it helps that we've got like a back catalogue of uh, Marvel characters on Fortnite now, making it a, almost a better Avengers game than Avengers itself. But if you yeah. just all play as a Marvel character and just do a battle royale. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I guess the one thing in that is that you, you don't actually play as the characters, do you? you no, play, you just dress up as them. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're skins, but I don't know. I feel like a bit of uh, suspension of disbelief. You've got a better game there than Avengers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Um, Yog Dog, can anything save Square Enix right now bar Final Fantasy VII Remake 2? Uh, it'd be nice if I didn't focus on so much bullshit live service stuff um, and just got back to making proper games which people actually want to play. I think the chasing down that avenue is hurting them now and it's going to continue to hurt them. Uh, for Avengers specifically, and I think Square Enix struggles with this as a whole, their advertising isn't particularly great. I rarely see any stuff uh, from my mat or anywhere. Like, I spend a lot of time on Twitch, spend a lot of time on YouTube. I play loads of video games. It tends to be on PC, granted, but I'm still in a lot of communities where you would see a lot of talk about various games. And I never really see a Square Enix game come up. Um, and I think Avengers had that problem. And. Was, is is this Avengers the game where they didn't look like the characters from the actual movies and stuff as well? They all look different. Uh, yes, this is um, that one, yeah. I don't think that helped either. I think they would have had more success if it actually modelled them after the various characters in the movies. Sure, but that would have been 
unbelievably expensive, surely. Possibly. I, I have no idea about these sorts of deals and stuff, to be honest. But uh... I can't imagine that if, if, even if they had the skins, if they had Chris Hemsworth and Renner and everyone, you know. Yeah, I guess. Then, but... then, then there's getting them in for the voice acting. They well, they don't have, have the, to do it for the voice acting. They can they, just. They've got movie accurate uh, costumes in the in the game these days. Ah, do we? Um, okay. I think I think the biggest probably mistake that they made, it like outside of the development of the game, is maybe releasing it hot off the heels of maybe the biggest like Marvel film to date being uh, Avengers Endgame. Is like. I don't know. I, they obviously tried to capitalize on a release date to get as much eyes on it as possible because mm-hmm. it was like the biggest film. Everyone loved it. There's like at that point, it was like Marvel could do no wrong. Um, and maybe if it just spent a bit more time in development and they kind of worked out the kinks of the mission structure of what how it actually works as like. Being an almost being a live service that could have almost just been a good third person adventure game that could be co op. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, Square Enix isn't my crowd too much. Uh, I I can't remember the last Square Enix game I actually played. If I'm completely honest. But it, it doesn't look like any of their business decisions I've made in the last few few years, looking from the outside in. It doesn't look like many of them have stacked up particularly well for them. And from what's been said about, uh, this, is it the CEO who's been making these comments about NFTs and stuff? Yeah, the CEO, he's the head of the company. Yeah, it's questionable. It, 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 I mean, NFTs have been pushed back on massively by the gaming community as a whole, which I'm glad to see. Um, so it just just trying to insert, insert that term into anything, uh, any games-related properties is immediately bad news. So, uh, li- I mean, live service games as a whole, uh, there's been a few that have released in the last couple of years which haven't panned out for them so surely they're going to get the message eventually you'd think yeah I think that's now I think you know, they had they had a lot of stuff still planned um, I think She-Hulk was going to be added at some point and uh, Captain Marvel um, I think Kate Bishop was the last one as far as I remember um, and yeah they had a whole rollout but yeah that's all been cancelled now I think Jane Foster might have been the newest one Jane Foster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Mighty Thor. Um, the Mighty Thor. Yeah. yeah. That was like July, uh, coinciding with the release of um, not Ragnarok. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Because they were dropping people like obviously Kate Bishop landed during Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they were, they were kind of lining them up with the TV shows and the movies, which was smart, I think. But um, yeah, She Hulk, and I'm assuming Captain Marvel would have come out for the Marvels. Sure. Um, so, yeah. But no, they've uh, they, they've pulled all new content now, and uh, that's it. But uh, do you think the the response of Midnight Suns has caused this? I think it was just dwindling. To be honest, mm. I think people's interest was was fading, and they realised that you know, I mean, it's gone for three years. It's probably gone longer than most people thought it would go on for. Oh yeah, me um, included from that uh, for sure. And they, you know, to their credit, they kept adding content. The Black Panther stuff was quite fun. 
um, been able to sort of walk around Wakanda was a good laugh. But it was, um, it just wasn't, just wasn't exciting enough. You know, was like, I never felt like an Avenger. You know, um, you never feel like an Avenger in that game. You just, you just feel like a clunky sort of Lego version of the Avengers. You know, sure. Um, you feel more like the Avengers when you play the Lego games, ironically. <laughs> um, so you know, it's just one of those things. Um, Thor Samuel was great, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was designed by the same guy that designed um, Kratos' Leviathan axe in God of War. Oh, nice. So I had that same kind of push and pull. Um, so that was really cool. But that really was the highest selling point of the game for me. Was uh, <laughs> Thor's Hammer. That was about it. Then again, look, if you're interested, it's currently free on PlayStation Premium and uh, Xbox Game Pass. Um, it, all the content is going to be available soon for free. So if you want to jump in, see what it's all about, then why not? It's not terrible by any means. It's just, it was handled poorly. Um, it's been executed poorly and it's been looked after poorly. And it's a real shame because there probably was something there, but you know, it was, it was kind of botched from day one. As soon as we knew what, as soon as we found out what it was, people were interested, but the Kamala Khan story that kind of interweaves throughout is, is pretty cool. So, you know, it's not a completely lost cause. It's just, Seemingly wasn't what what people wanted, and uh, it's caused the uh, its downfall. Um, right then, a little bit of more sad news. Um, this is our last piece. We'll try and get through this as quick as we can. Um, Microsoft have laid off ten thousand employees, including some Xbox and Bethesda staff, with a plan to cut four point five percent of its total workforce. Uh, so Microsoft have confirmed plans to lay off approximately ten. Thousand employees. The staff cuts will hit around 4.5% of the US technologies part, 220,000 person workforce. Microsoft have said the layoffs will take place by the end of the third fiscal quarter on March 31st, 2023. Uh, but some Xbox and Bethesda employees are affected by the layoffs. It's been confirmed. Gaming is impacted by the layoffs, which is likely includes people on my team. Um, that was the Xbox growth um, organizer and 343, of course, the guys that control Halo and uh, guys over at Bethesda have also been. Uh, cut. This is, of course, um, against the backdrop of Microsoft still trying to get their uh, proposed 68.7 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard through, um, which is still going on. Jesus. Um, and they want to get it complete by the end of the current fiscal year, which would be the end of uh, end of June. Um, I mean, I mean, who knows? Uh, there was a wonderful graphic going around uh, yesterday. I'll see if I can find it. But it essentially says um, that 68.7 billion could uh, could fund the wages for every single employee it fired for the next 41 years. Um, and they're still waiting for it to be actually confirmed by any regulatory board. Only one of them has done it so far, and I think that was Mexico. Was that something absolutely ridiculous? Um, so, you know, Microsoft are in a bit of a weird place right now. And it's a damn shame. And Phil Spencer came out and said, you know, it's painful when these kind of hard choices have to be made, etc., etc., etc. But there we are. And so it looks like they're trying to crawl back a little bit of this money. Um, should this deal actually go through or not go through? I mean, it's um, it's a, it is such a shame. Um, Jonathan, what did uh, what did you make of the uh, the, the layoff news this week? I mean, first, I my heart is with. Uh, the people who are going to be laid off. I, I hope sure. they can get another role ASAP. It's uh, it's always rough to to lose a job, but start of the year when you've got more bills and stuff coming out in in some places, it really hurts. So I'm hoping that 
they are able to after Christmas and everything being expensive for a lot of people and they got to pay for it over the next few months they are able to get a job to be able to uh, sort that out on Microsoft's front I personally I'm very angry about it because that's 10,000 people you've laid off and yet you've still got all this money to go and buy Activision blizzards it, it it's obscene it, the optics aren't great on it uh, it's always bad when you're releasing people anyway but sometimes it it happens uh, the company overstretches their finances you know it's one of those things it does happen occasionally and it's sad for all involved but at the same time they've got all this money to go buy this huge developer and, and publisher like what it, it just nuts in my eyes and absolutely disgraceful i think personally uh yeah um there's no it's difficult to justify when they've just spent 70 billion or something it's just it's just all i can think of it's like this makes absolutely no sense whatsoever um i can't imagine um um, sorry, I'm not laughing at this story at all. Um, we've just found something on Twitter that we're all getting a bit giddy about, and um, we're kind of uh, sharing it in the uh, the chat at the same time. Top top uh, Ross, top top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to all the laid off employees that are listening to our podcast. Um, furious at us, but hey, um, little bit of breaking news: Dead Space is coming to Fortnite. What do you know? Hey, Miles, get that money, money, get that money, money. Oh, my poor bank account. My poor <laughs> fucking bank account. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> back to business. Um, yeah. I don't know how Microsoft justify this. I don't know how they go out and say this. This this deal can still not go through. It can get blocked by every regulatory board. And that's that. And they haven't spent 70 billion. And so they haven't had to you know, save that particular amount of money. Is there argument to be made that three four three maybe could be cut down because of Halo's lack of performance? I mean, who knows? Um, it is a shame that Infinite has not done what Microsoft expected. Um, you know, in the game industry, if something doesn't perform, unfortunately, the developers get it in the ass, and that's just how the industry is, and it sucks. Um, but Microsoft seems to have kind of avoided that kind of thing, but uh, maybe not yet um, or anymore. Uh, perhaps Infinite was their last roll of the dice with Halo for a long time and it hasn't particularly panned out and so they've done kind of a rather brutal cut and maybe the Bethesda cuts, I mean who knows what area that is maybe it's the entire Starfield team, Josh I don't know uh, we'll see I guess um, I mean, even Bethesda their Fallout games haven't been great the last couple Fallout 4 has its detractors sure. 76 very much has its detractors so uh, mm-hmm. if we're talking about Halo not performing, Fallout hasn't uh, been particularly great recently because of 76. It, even so, it's uh, like you said, with everything else that's going on, it surely it would be better to wait until the sale goes through and then announce the layoffs. I mean, at least you're yeah. keeping them in their jobs for a few more weeks. Give them a bit of a warning that, uh, you know, may, you might be losing your job soon. Look for another one, but we'll pay you whilst you do that. But 
uh, I use the word but and everything here a lot. I just, uh, it boggles the mind. I mean, that's so much money. That's a ridiculous amount of money to spend. And they, they can't afford to keep those workers on. It's just uh, not. Yeah. Um, Kat, I know you've always got big thoughts when it comes to things like this. Do you want to share any thoughts about this with us? I just think that the way that America lays off its staff are fucking whack. Like, Google did it as well. And I just think, like... Oh, yeah, it's not just Microsoft imagine, this week. like... Yeah, like, just waking up and not having any access. Like, sorry, fuck you, bye. Fuck off. Like, that's awful. These people have worked so hard, given so much. And it, it it's... Yeah, what a shit that, like, there aren't any laws that that help them or support them. Facebook too, or Meta, what the fuck you want to call it, um, have also done it. Um, they seem to have had a bit more warning that it was happening. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen a lot of TikToks where people literally woke up and and they had like just meetings from their boss and HR or they had texts from their boss to say like feel free to ring me. And they've tried to go onto their work and and they've been completely shut out of their laptops. And I just think like how fucking disrespectful for you to flaunt around 68 billion and ruin X amount of people's lives for it. Um, yeah, it's just really strange to me. I think, like, well, you're obviously not, you're not fucking poor, are you? You're not, like, you know, screaming poverty or, like, you know, it's the end of Microsoft. No, you're just saving a bit of money to get, some, to get Activision, which is a holy piece of shit company to buy anyway. I just yeah it just sucks and um, it's shit and you know like yog was saying that to go into a new year you know you're not going to expect to lose your job three weeks into the new year and and from what i've known of people who who get made redundant or get laid off in america like they will be already living day four of being laid off it isn't like uh well you know you know, it, it's a transition. This is like you are gone today. It is immediate. It is there. You have no protection. You have no this. And I think there are some rights out there about like severance pays and things like that. But oh yeah, how what shame! What big fat shame! And I think that it would be a big fat fuck you if if Activision still did get blocked. Um, because if that infographic is true. Yeah, it's always been one of those things that we've always felt like. I remember a pod last year where we were saying how well it seems Microsoft treat their staff. And this, you know, mm. it, it kind of picks or depicts a different story. And yes, layoffs happen. Businesses are businesses. There are ways to do things, though. Yeah, it reminds me of um, Telltale all those years ago. Yeah, and, um, oh man, that's so. They all they they all turned up for work and were told to go home, and it was just heartbreaking. And, Imagine uh, like the disrespect, mm. like I just yeah, Marcus sucks, man. Sorry guys, we've got no money to pay you. We've got no work. Pack up your stuff. We're selling all your computers. This is the end of Telltale mm. today. Bye. I'll never forget. That. I remember reading that, and I was I was almost tearing up because it was just like. Man, that's... the accounts from people were awful when they gone back on Twitter and they were like, I went into work today and I found out that I wasn't coming back tomorrow. Mm. Like, ah, it's, it's, it's rubbish because I think with Telltale, there was definitely a better way they could have done that, but but it was very legit. Microsoft aren't going under tomorrow. Microsoft aren't no. going under next month. 
No, um, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella made $54.95 million in total yes. compensation last year. Um, he's not fucking going home hungry, is he? <laughs> no. And I think, like, yeah, this is just disappointing. It's it's disappointing, and it, and it just adds to the backlog of evidence of how difficult it, it is to work in the games industry. And I'm not saying that other, other places don't lay people off, but, like, you know, or in the tech industry even as well. Mm. I don't know. It sucks. It's it's especially like it kind of makes me want to put like my girl boss bitch on and hope that Activision thing gets blocked. Now I hope it does. <laughs> now I hope it goes in flames because like fuck you, for treating people like shit over money. You know, money yeah. that you're expecting to gain. Like you are firing people over expected potential income, yeah. which makes no sense. But you're, you're kind of saving your ass. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. So. Yeah, there's a difference between like cutting back and and restructuring, isn't there? So the irony of it doesn't go through after all. I hope this. it doesn't. I hope it fucking doesn't now. <laughs> I um, doesn't. I've Activision thrash and burn. I do. <laughs> oh. And Toys of Evolved gets bought by Nintendo. Oh, uh, no, not Nintendo. No. But I mean, I'm fine for Nintendo. You can, yeah, PlayStation. Okay. Um, or they just become toys for Bob and they do what they love. I would love that. For them. Yeah, that'd be nice. Independent. Uh, Microsoft have said US employees impacted by the job cuts who are eligible for benefits will receive above market severance pay, continuing healthcare coverage, investing of stock awards for six months, career transition services for six months. Services and so it's eligible. Who does that? What does that even mean? That's probably like if you've worked there the last ten years. <laughs> and sixty days notice prior to termination. So that's again March thirtieth, like we mentioned before. Um, benefits <laughs> for staff outside the US would align with the employment laws in each country. <laughs> so if you work for Microsoft in England, you're actually probably protected in a lot of ways because they can't just sack you immediately. If you've worked there for over two years, mm. you, without paying you a fuckload of money. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really rough, but um, yeah, business business, Mariana's all about the monopoly, and mm. uh, yeah, hopefully, as ever, um, when things like this happen, Twitter's really awesome, and a lot of studios have reached out to employees, to three four three and Bethesda employees as well, like Naughty Dog and PlayStation and all sorts of people. So, you know, hopefully, they won't take long. Oh yeah, I saw that wonderful new. tweet from Gorilla. Hmm. They like literally like reposted all of their jobs, um, yeah. all over again. They were like, "If you've been sacked from Microsoft, please consider applying for Gorilla." Like, oh my God, bros, helping out bros. Really, before they all end up, done a, it, to be fair, if they all end up at PlayStation Studios, honestly, imagine <laughs> the irony gone, of that. I've gone from making guns to Halo to making robots in Horizon. Not bad. Not a bad not a bad glow up there, my friend. Not a bad glow up at all. Um, right then, let's get in to our recommendations. This is where we find something like the week that we thought we should share with you, our loyal listener. Whether it be a TV show, a movie, a book, a game, a light or a t-shirt. I mean, who knows what it could be. Uh let's start with Josh Thompson. We should just be calling this like Josh's Film Corner or something at this point. Josh's Film Corner of the Week. Because <laughs> it's another movie. Um Sweet. Uh, it came out last year. Uh, it went completely under my... It wasn't completely under my radar because I knew about it, but it was one where I was like, I'll get to it eventually. 
Um, it's called After Yang, uh, starring, starring Colin Farrell uh, and Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, it is a futuristic... It's like it's almost like eco future, like it's like a positive, a futuristic uh, film. Um, basically, they've got an android that is a, a part of the family, or what do they call them? They call them a strange word. It's like almost like a, a human, a tech human, or something like that. Um, and they've got they've adopted a child, so this android kind of teaches them Chinese because they've adopted a Chinese child. Um, but the robot in question, Yang, um, essentially dies. Uh, and it is just about how the family um, deal with that uh, and how... Um, and it kind of just puts to question about Android's feelings or AI's feelings, AI's... Uh, motivations what and the overall picture is love which is very uh cheesy to say um but god if i did not cry multiple times at this film about how overly sentimental it is um and it's perfectly directed the environment is amazing colin farrell in it gives an understated performance that kind of just solidifies him being like probably one of the best actors out there at the moment um yeah it's just a really sweet movie and it's a bit of a slow movie but it's only 90 minutes so it's not a big chunk of time um and by the end of it i dare you not to feel something for um (laughs) for ai and emotions and kind of what it means to be in love with someone Oh man! Oh, it's on uh, Now TV as well, which is oh, where okay. I saw it in the cin- with the cinema pass. So, yeah, if you've got that and you're looking for a film, yeah, go for it. All right, sounds good to me. Hmm. Uh, Miles, your recommendation? Uh, I don't really know how I follow that one because that one was a very good recommendation, good, very heartfelt. <laughs> I feel a bit emotional myself. Um, mine is another book. I'm trying to read more books this year, and in order to do Nerd. that, I think I, t- I think, yeah, I know. I think I talked about it last time. I prefer books of like universes that I've experienced in some way, so I can like visualize it easier. Uh, so I bought a book called Rapture, which is a prequel to Bioshock. So it kind of explains more about uh, all the main characters in the game, like how Rapture is built, the kind of philosophy behind it, and just explores more of the themes and more depth. Uh, it's really well written, like surprisingly good. Most like things based on movies or games, like the writing is really bare bones. It's like a cheap cash in, but this is genuinely really, really good. Um, I'm about halfway through and I'm properly fully engrossed. I'm really enjoying it. And it's, I've not played Bioshock in a long time. So it's been nice to be able to kind of return to that universe, but in a different medium and with something fresh. Uh, so yeah, I'd say check it out. If you like reading, give it a go. Is there a movie about it? No. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> uh, not, not that I'm aware of, no. I don't think uh, so. Okay. Maybe um, one day. They should do about, a Bioshock movie. It's about time we get on that Bioshock movie, I think. Oh, I would, there's so much potential in that. They could easily make a really good movie out of that. It's about time. It's about time. Um, Kat, your recommendation? Um, 
my recommendation I've quite a few I could say really but like nothing as interesting as books or films um my lips have been like really fucked from the cold I don't know if anyone else has felt this maybe not because I'm just girl but uh and I was given a long time ago but I never really use them I'm always very good with like saying that I'll use lip salts or lip balms like trying them out for a little bit and then just being like stuck there but I've actually been using this and it's been working amazingly and it's nothing new um but it is really inexpensive and available pretty much anywhere and it's dr pawpaw and it's essentially it can be used on skin as well and it's and it's vegan friendly and it's like comes in all different flavors like papaya and like peach and like all sorts and it's just very good and it can do like cracked skin or lips or hands and it's actually been saving my mouth i got like a split lip a couple of weeks ago around christmas because i just wasn't using anything and the temperature was really getting to it and um yeah, Dr. Pawpaw has uh, saved my little face. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, just, it's really little. They come in little, really little tubes uh, or little pots. Um, yeah, I got it for, I don't know where I got it, as a gift, I think, somewhere along the line, probably for my 30th, like like a little, like, you know, like self-care bag. And yeah, I was like, do you know what, I'm going to crack out and use it, and it's been on my desk, and I, I I put it on, I shouldn't really, but I do put it on, like, just unknowingly in front of my patients too, and I'm like, sorry, my lips are really <laughs> Um, But uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, you do a lot of talking, so, yeah. Very exciting times. Uh, Jonathan, your uh, recommendation for the week? Recommend myself, uh, or to recommend something else, because I'm doing a streamathon on my Twitch channel at the minute. And I would really just like anyone to pop by and say hello. Self-plug, yeah, do it. (laughs) Okay. So I'm playing a bunch of strategy games on my Twitch channel at the minute. And if anyone does want to pop in and say hello, then twitch.tv slash yogdog should take you to my page. Uh, I am streaming from like midday till usually about 6 p.m., maybe 8 p.m. So I can be found there every day. All right, we'll go check him out. Twitch.tv forward slash Yogdog. Thank you. I'll be there. I'm off tomorrow, so, cool. so I'll, I'll, I'll pop in. Thank you. Good, sir. Sounds, uh, yeah, sounds awesome. Uh, what's mine? I guess mine is... I watched a film this week. What was it called? Oh, yeah, it was um, The Whale with uh, Brendan Fraser. And oh, my so God, sick. I really want to see that. Um, I... Really wanted to watch it, and it's in cinemas, but I didn't want to go to cinema, so I may have found it on the internet. Um, but I sat down and watched it, and I got my absolute heart broken by George of the Jungle, and I never thought that would happen. To be honest, um, when I was a child, he was very entertaining, and kicked mummy's asses and stuff, and now he's really sad. And it's it's an unbelievable performance by Brendan Fraser. I think it's probably if if he doesn't win the Oscar, then there's something really wrong because it was absolutely incredible. Um, nominations was... for Oscars come out tomorrow. Oh, and Brendan. people are people are like, if Brendan Fraser is not on that fucking list, <laughs> oh, I'm a kill. I'm a kill. Some um, he didn't win the Golden Globe for it though, but he did win. He did win the Critics Choice Award. Yeah, yeah. No one gives a shit about the Golden Globes anymore. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird and dirty. The Golden Globes, Ugh. but yeah, the Oscars. Come on, Brendan. You know you can do it. And also Sadie Sink, of course. Um, from Stranger Things, um, she puts in an amazing performance as well as, as the um, as as his daughter, and it's it's something that you really have to watch to understand. I think I watched the trailer, and I was like, mm, okay, he's, he's he's got on a big suit and he's playing a big guy, um, and it's very tragic. But 
I actually sat, well, of course, all the buzz around it. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. And it was just stunning. I was an absolute broken man by the end. Um, it's really worth it. And if you get a chance to see it, uh, do so. And make it your front runner for the Oscars. Um, it's up there for me now. Um, I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to steal everything at the Oscars this year. Um, but the whale should be sort of right behind it um, because it's uh, it's absolutely superb. So, yeah, go check it out. It's really, really great. And Brandon Fraser now should be in everything. I I decree. Um, I saw him on Graham Norton this week, and he just seems like such a lovely, lovely man. And I want him to have everything because he's the best. Um, all right, then. Um, I would say out this week, but hey, I can't open the website because technical issues are all over this podcast tonight. Uh, so, um, anyone know what's out this week? Forspoken is out Forspoken! tomorrow. Forspoken! Yay! Go get it! Or don't. You know, who knows? Um, uh, a Space for the Unbound came out last week, but technically we didn't do one that last week, so that's this yep. week's release. Do that as well. Dead space. Dead, dead space. Dead oh, space yeah. is out Friday. Dead space is out on Friday. Here we go. Here we go, lads. Gaming season is always upon us. Are you? Uh, are you season little... out. Season is out. Yes. Next right. week. In a week. Next week. Yeah. yeah. In a week. This time next week. Okay. SpongeBob's out this time next week. So it'll be yeah. out. We'll probably already both be out. But by the time you get the next pod, who knows if we need to buy them or not? I mean, nobody knows. I don't know. We, do we not? Who knows? No, I don't no know. One knows. I don't know. I, don't I, don't know. I have no idea at all. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, or is there? I don't know. I don't know what season a letter to the future is like. I've no idea. Uh, but um, I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. But do you know really... how to spell it? Do you know how to fucking spell it, Ross? I really do. <laughs> it's season in capital letters, and then A in a capital letter, and then a letter to the future in in lowercase. How would you know that? <laughs> uh, I got. I got the press release. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. And I was told better to the future. I was, <laughs> I was told forcibly by the PR how to spell it properly. Um, so there we are. Um, yeah. Um, episode three of The Last of Us will be next week, I guess. You can watch that. That'll be fun. Um, look out, of course, for Look for the Light, our Last of Us podcast, which will be out Friday morning or Thursday night if I can edit it quickly enough. Um, so yeah. Um, who's seen episode two? Is it just me? Yes, no, I've seen it. I think it's just oh, you okay. so far. Oh. No, no, I've seen it. Yeah, come on. I, I've not even seen episode one yet. Uh, come on, Jonathan Brown. But I have to buy an LTV <laughs> subscription, and they're expensive. If anybody yeah. wants to donate an out, if anybody wants to donate an LTV sub to John, let us know at FNGR GNS or over on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we'll get him a subscription so we can watch The Last of Us. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I won't tell you how to live your life, but if you buy it near the end of the season, then you can just binge watch it, and you don't have to be a chump like us <laughs> and wait a whole week after yeah, every that's episode. That's a very good. Where we that's... are, I mean, personally, I am champing at the that's bit to watch point. the next episode. It, isn't that half the fun though? You get to chomp <laughs> at the bit and like chat with others who have watched it. And... Yes, it's a blessing and a curse because whilst I can't wait to talk about it on Thursday, um, I also just want to go full steam ahead. Oh, I'll save it. I'll, I'll save it for Thursday. What <laughs> my anecdote? <laughs> you got an anecdote? Yeah, just a small one. Uh, maybe, right. maybe small. Okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, that does bring then 
a solemn end to the Thinking Youth podcast this week. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter. It wasn't on there. Nope. I oh, put it on there. I don't remember. What, I swear I watched last week and it wasn't on there. All right, fine. Jesus, man, I'll put it on. God, <laughs> keep your hair on. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, I've got on. no hair. It's already gone. Oh, it's no, I still have her. I still have her. Okay, good. Whew. Um, also, RIP Stadia. We lost uh, Google Stadia this week. Um, didn't think it was worth mentioning in the news. But um, yeah, RIP Stadia. What a day. If you really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon. For one dollar a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until next time, it is goodbye from K to A to the CKB. Bye bye. It's goodbye from Joshua Tumps. Goodbye, everyone. It's goodbye from Jonathan Brown. Thanks for listening, everyone. And it is goodbye from a man who I assume we're going to lose to Dead Space on Friday. Miles Thompson. Oh, you're 1,000% losing me to Dead Space on Friday. Farewell. <laughs> I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.